The war in Ukraine has thwarted Chinese plans to take over Taiwan in the fall of 2022, according to a document purportedly originating from Russian security agencies. The document claims that Chinese leader Xi Jinping had planned to launch an attack on Taiwan ahead of his third term. And the document is not alone in pointing to China's ambitions for Taiwan. Former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo has said that Xi is consolidating his political power and may not be too far away from attempting to annex Taiwan. On the matter of Russia listing us as an unfriendly country, we are among 48 countries on the list. They are all countries with similar democratic ideals. Unafraid of reprisals, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu responded to Russia's stance on Taiwan. Last week, a Russian human rights group released a document purportedly originating from one of Russia's security agencies. The report said that Russia's invasion of Ukraine had thwarted China's plans to take over Taiwan in the fall of 2022. The document says the goal of the attack would have been to give Chinese leader Xi Jinping a victory ahead of his third term in office. On Twitter, an award-winning investigative journalist from Bulgaria, Krista Grozev, said that he had shown the report to two former or current Russia security officials. Officials. According to him, they both said there was no doubt it was written by a colleague. The exposure of such documents just proves that China has always been a threat to Taiwan, that it has plans to invade Taiwan. It's an extremely powerful external force. Only by being self-reliant can we have a chance to preserve our democracy. This classified document shows that no matter if it's spring, autumn, summer or winter, the most important thing is to make sure we are strong. If the Taiwan independence forces collude with external forces to provoke, persecute and even break through our red line, we will be forced to take drastic measures. And it's not just the supposed leaked document that's pointing to Beijing's ambitions for Taiwan. In an interview with the Washington-based Hudson Institute, former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo said she is consolidating his power base and is no longer hiding his ambitions for Taiwan. The former PM said that as she makes political gains in Beijing, unification with Taiwan may not be too far behind. Abe also stressed that ever since taking office in 1993, he has underscored the need to strengthen Taiwan-Japan relations. He also said he believed that the current Prime Minister Kishida Fumio can maintain the good relations between Taiwan and Japan, adding that Taiwan is very important geopolitically. The relevant agencies will be paying close attention, regardless of whether China does or does not attack us, and regardless of when China would attack us, we must be prepared at all times to defend ourselves. Amid growing evidence of China's ambition to annex Taiwan, Taiwan and Japan are on high alert. Chinese officials have proposed a bill to promote the unification of China and Taiwan, saying that the current anti-secession law is not enough. Observers in Taiwan say the move could pave the way for China to engage in legal warfare with Taiwan and provide a legal foundation to attack Taiwan. China's Taiwan Affairs Office says the Chinese government is considering the proposal. Let's hear from the office spokesperson. Regarding the opinions and suggestions made by representatives of the National People's Congress and the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference on the matter of promoting unification of the motherland, 
We will consider them carefully. China can strengthen its legal means and rule of law to suppress and curb Taiwan's separatist forces and promote the process of unification with the motherland. Actually, people have questioned whether the previous anti-succession law was effective and proactive. This is significant on two levels. For example, the CCP thinks that its policies on Taiwan should have a legal basis. In their comments to different groups at the two sessions, Xi Jinping and Li Keqiang have said that they will administrate the country and the military in accordance with the law. In addition, they can use the strengthened laws as a basis to engage in a legal war with Taiwan. The expert says the proposed legislation is nothing more than China's attempt to justify an invasion of Taiwan. DPP lawmakers on Wednesday announced a big donation of goods to help Ukrainians who are fleeing the war in their country, including face masks and food. The goods will be sent to Poland and Slovakia and distributed to Ukrainian refugees in those countries. The lawmakers say the donation shows Taiwan's resolve to stand on the side of democracy and freedom. Boxes upon boxes of face masks, food, menstrual pads and diapers. Each box carries a label displaying the flags of Taiwan and Ukraine. These are all donations from DPP lawmakers for Ukrainians. As a democratic ally, Taiwan has not just condemned Russia's atrocities. We're also offering a helping hand to Ukraine. During a war, you still have to stay fed. The most practical thing is to send over Taiwan's most famous foods. Eating this food will absolutely lead Ukraine to victory. Taiwan seto ibi parazam. Speaking in Ukrainian, a lawmaker stated Taiwan's resolution to stand with Ukraine. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has left the world with scenes of refugees and children fleeing the war zone. Faced with these brutal war scenes and given the seemingly unending pandemic, DPP lawmakers are offering practical help. They have put together resources based on a list of requirements compiled by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The goods will be sent to Poland and Slovakia to be given to Ukrainian refugees. Seeing a powerful country bullying a weaker country has stirred up patriotism in Taiwan. This help we are offering shows Taiwan's resolve to stand with other democracies around the world. Besides donations of goods, Taiwan has also been raising funds for Ukraine. On social media, President Tsai Ing-wen announced that as of March 15th, more than 600 million NT had been raised for Ukraine, once again showing that Taiwan can help. She added that Taiwan would continue defending freedom and democracy and standing with its international allies. Taiwan reported three local cases of COVID on Wednesday. One of them has been determined to be an old infection, while the other two tested positive while in isolation. Taiwan also reported 87 imported COVID cases, 11 of whom arrived from South Korea. Health Minister Chen Shizhong said Taiwan would not rule out making tests at the airport mandatory for passengers flying in from the country. Let's hear from him. In South Korea, over the past seven days, the infection average for this period has become the highest in the world, at 290,000 cases per day. Arrivals coming in from South Korea have to provide proof of a negative COVID test and so on. 
their infection rate is low. We might not necessarily mandate tests on arrival. With 10 cases detected in one day, we will increase our alertness. In related news, the latest data puts Taiwan's COVID vaccine coverage at one dose at 82 percent, two doses at 77 percent, while a further 47 percent have made more booster shots. Asked whether Taiwan would ever reach 70 percent coverage rate for booster shots, the health minister said it was just a matter of time. 338 people have lodged formal complaints with the Consumers Foundation over faulty batteries in some Tesla car models. Owners of the electric cars say they have experienced major battery failures while driving, sometimes leaving them stranded in the middle of a highway. They also complain that repairs can take months and that the company does not offer explanations for the battery failures. The Consumers Foundation has called on the car maker to recall the affected models for inspection and repairs. This driver screams, narrowly avoiding a crash with a Tesla car parked mid-highway. The driver of the Tesla vehicle hadn't had time to set up a warning triangle and could only signal to motorists with his hand. This is not an isolated incident. Sitting in a row are 13 owners of Tesla cars, making a protest to the American electric vehicle firm. They say at least 16 drivers have suddenly lost power while driving, and a further 122 have encountered issues relating to battery malfunction. Some say that since buying their Tesla car in 2019, they've experienced three battery failures. The first repair ran from April to June before it was finished, but just two weeks later, it broke down again. Tesla would tell me every time that the battery they were giving me was new and guaranteed not to fail. But then, after not getting much mileage, less than even 1,000 kilometers, it broke down again. Can we believe what they're saying? Even though the batteries are new, are they really durable? Consumers have doubts over the quality of Tesla batteries, as most of the cars affected were manufactured between late 2018 and 2019. In some instances, the main battery had broken down and could not generate power, but the car's dashboard still displayed that the power was on. As the car lost power, the dashboard said the battery was charged to 90%, even though there was no power at all. Even after sending the cars for repairs, users say the problems have not been resolved. More than 95% of them have been replaced with old batteries. Tesla told us one thing, that the outside of the battery is old, but the inside is new. Local and municipal governments can investigate and adopt necessary measures when there are concerns about products provided by businesses that endanger the lives or health of consumers. The Consumers Foundation is calling on Tesla to recall the affected models for inspection and fix any problems. The company says it has no plans to do so, but has pledged to shorten repair times to between two and three weeks and offer compensation in hopes that the protest will end. Tech giant Honghai on Wednesday said its 2021 revenue amounted to almost 6 trillion NT, a record annual high. That's an increase of 37% from the year before, with earnings per share at 10.5 NT, a 14-year high. Honghai CEO Yang Liu warns that cost pressures could increase in the future due to hikes in oil and aluminum prices caused by the war in Ukraine. 
Moving forward, Honghai plans to expand in the electric vehicle sector. Its goal is to reach a global market share of 5% in 2025, with an annual output of 500,000 to 750,000 vehicles. Liu says he expects the company's 5G and smartphone business to continue to grow and is optimistic about cloud computing. He says the company will continue to strive for a gross profit margin of 7%. A man in Hualien County spends his retirement by bringing delicious steaks to the disadvantaged. Retired police officer Lin Jingshen grew up poor in an indigenous village. He had his first taste of steak as a high school student and has been hooked ever since. Nowadays, he runs a restaurant and a food truck, which he uses to bring hot steaks to children in rural villages. The steak truck is in the house. Here at Hualien's Lishan Elementary, the children buzz with anticipation for what's on the menu. Steak, pasta and a sunny side-up egg. They sizzle on the iron plate, a dash of sauce, and the meal is complete. Even the side salad is artfully arranged. This is one school lunch that the kids devour in a flash. It's all to bring a smile to the kids. The owner of the steak truck, surnamed Lin, grew up in an indigenous village. He didn't get his first taste of steak till high school, he says. Since then, he's always wanted to bring that hot sizzle into indigenous communities. I grew up in an indigenous village, so I know how it is. Many of the children in our communities are disadvantaged. One might say they're less exposed to the outside world. Prior to launching his steak venture, Lin was a police officer for 34 years. After retirement, he decided to spend his time on an old passion, so he cast off his officer's uniform in exchange for a chef's apron. I had a lot of interest in food and beverages. My thinking was very simple. I wanted to spend my golden years meaningfully by doing something that I loved. Lin's work in schools has won support from his family, friends and private businesses. Every month, he and his truck make two or three trips to indigenous villages. His goal is to stop at every indigenous village in the country with his stakes. Once a policeman and now a chef, he's looking after the disadvantaged in a different way. Traditional music fans, mark your calendars. The National Chinese Orchestra of Taiwan will put on a concert inspired by the four astrological elements, water, fire, wind and earth. This original concert will take place on March 19th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang gives us a preview. Sounds of the Yangqing, Pipa, Liuqing, Ran, Sanshen, and Guzhen fill the air. These musicians use the unique tones of each instrument to tell the tale of falling in love with an air sign. The piece was composed by Huang Junda. I think that modern Chinese music instruments can be used in many different contexts. These traditional instruments can be used to perform new music. In composing this piece, I started out from an emotional angle. I wrote about the air signs and what will happen when you date an air sign. There are three parts to it, the ambiguous period, the confession of love, and finally the passionate period. The piece is divided into the three stages of love. Another composition is inspired by fire signs. The tempo is fast-paced and energetic. This is a concert 
by the National Chinese Orchestra, Taiwan. It's inspired by the four astrological elements, water, air, earth, and fire. The sound of a plucked string instrument is gorgeous, so we made a point of using them for this concert. As for the visual aspect of the concert, we matched the music with multimedia design inspired by the various constellations in astrology. This is probably the first time in Taiwan that specialists in plucked string instruments created original compositions. It was very difficult to find experts who could create original pieces about constellations. The work took many hours. We hope to give the audience a new understanding of plucked string instruments. Combining music and visuals, the concert offers a fresh and exciting way to enjoy Taiwan's traditional string instruments. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Jin Shifeng in Taipei. The so-called spring thunder may occur sometime tomorrow. Taiwan may see its first lightning storm of the year starting Thursday as the weather front approaches. Cool and stormy weather is forecast for Jingmen, Mazu, and northern Taiwan, with showers expected in central and southern Taiwan. Though temperatures will pick up over the weekend, the mercury could drop again on Monday and Tuesday. The sun is scorching. Outside, everyone is wearing summery clothes. Temperatures on the western half of Taiwan have recently soared past 30 degrees. But the summery weather could change on Thursday afternoon. A front is approaching, and it's set to deliver heavy showers to many parts of the nation, with a chance of thunderstorms in Jinmen, Mazu, and northern Taiwan. The Central Weather Bureau says this week could see the first lightning storms of the season. The likelihood of lightning strikes is a little higher in Jinmen, Mazu, and Penghu, and there is a chance of thunderstorms in northern Taiwan. It's hard to determine whether there will be lightning strikes but it's quite clear that it will rain in the north with a chance of lightning. That may also be the case in central Taiwan, so keep that in mind. Wet and cool weather is expected with the approaching of a front on Thursday and the strengthening of northeasterly winds on Friday. Temps will bounce back over the weekend. But next week, on Monday and Tuesday, northeasterly winds will once again pick up strength and send temperatures plummeting. It could be 18 or 20 degrees on Saturday. Then next week's wave could send temps falling even lower. But the data we have about the wave of cold weather next week is inconsistent. Some forecasts predict lows of 15 or 16 degrees, whereas others keep them at 18 to 20 degrees. But what we can be certain of is that when the front moves across Taiwan next week, northeasterly winds will strengthen somewhat, resulting in colder weather after Monday and Tuesday. With big changes to the weather coming up, be sure to check the latest forecast before heading outdoors.